The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Tim Tebow's back. Floyd Mayweather says he's better than Muhammad Ali. And wow, the NFL draft is right around the corner. But hey, Coach, what's going on? We got Coach Gordon Roberts with us tonight. What's happening, Coach? Oh, Daryl, I tell you what, it is kind of exciting. I'm glad to see Tebow uh, get another shot. Maybe this will be the one where he sticks. Wow. you you Well, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big Tebow fan, but... Um, I, I'm I'm really curious about this coach Chip Kelly. You know, um, I think Chip Kelly's one of those guys. He really thinks that uh, the name on the back of the jersey doesn't matter. Yeah, he thinks that he can take anybody, any player, put him in that position. Maybe not any player, but he can take his pick or his selected player, put him in that position, and um, and and do and do do the thing. The thing is, is he's not winning. He has not won thus far with the system that he's doing. And I just don't see Tim Tebow as being a being a player that's going to come in there and, and help this franchise. I, I'm, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Coach, he, you know, he was 10-6 and six both years. And, uh, you know, and that is winning. It's just not winning at the level of people in the uh, NFL want to be or, or Philadelphia for sure. But uh, – you know, I had a, there was a guy on uh, ESPN today that said, hey, you know, Bradford will go get hurt like he normally does, and then we'll have uh, 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 Sanchez in for a short period of time, and then they'll put in Tebow. So we'll see. I don't know uh, if that's the case, but it was a weird scenario that might happen. Well, you know, that that is a scenario that, that could happen, Coach, and you never know. Hey, but Coach um, – on the line with us right now, we have a, uh, a 12-year NBA veteran. Um, he's from Daytona Beach, played at Mainland High School. Before Vince Carter was a star of the state of Florida, this man was our star in the NBA. I'm talking about George McCloud. George, what's up? What's going on, George? Yeah, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing real good, man. It's so good to hear your voice again, and um, and I could also call George a friend. I haven't talked to him a couple of years now, but uh, it's good to hear your voice, buddy. How things down in South Florida? You down south? Yeah, I'm down south right now. Yeah, yep. You know, yeah. um, George, I was just um, I just was reading um that you're with the uh, you still was you're still involved in the NBA. You're a scout with the um with yeah, the Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
How, how's that going? I know you guys just got a new new coach, and um, you know you got one of the big bright uh, centers in the league. Uh, just just seem like Sacramento's. Um, it's always that that team in California that we don't talk about, and a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, uh, it's been a decade of that now, but you know uh, we're a young team. I think we we one of the teams that you know it's going to be a lot of flip flop. As you see, it's already started. With teams like San Antonio getting up in age, um, you know, the Lakers having a really down year. Denver was played well for a while, but now they're having a down year. So that you're going to see some flip-flop, and you're going to see some teams that, you know, start to play well, you know, just with, with nucleus. And, you know, when you keep a young team or any team together for a few years, you know, they they get to play off one another. They know one another game, and you let them you let them develop and grow. That's how all the great teams. You look at Chicago, the Detroit, and all those teams. Those guys, the core guys, was there for a number of, of years, just like San Antonio. You look at their top four guys. They was they was together, and they just add the pieces that you need. And you know, we got a really you know got one of the best young bigs. I think Demarcus is the best center in the NBA right now. And um, got a young point guard. I mean, Rudy Gay is our veteran, and he's 27 years old. Wow. So, you know, things are looking, looking. you know, we got a coach now, established coach um, that's going to come in. And I think you'll see, you know, us make a, a, a pretty significant jump. The West is so tough, though, man, you know. Let's just say had, had Kevin Durant not gotten hurt, it would have taken 50 games to make the playoffs. You're right, and you're talking about you're talking about in the if you put that in the East, you know the the top team in the East. I think won 54 games. Right, you know, and, so, I, and I guess so that's the, a question I, that I, I have for you, George. Uh, you being a 12 year veteran in the NBA and still involved in the game, how how do you how do you feel about that um, when we see teams like the Celtics and and Brooklyn making it in the playoffs? And then we see see teams like uh, like the Thunder have having a much better record than Brooklyn or the Celtics, and, and don't make the playoffs. You know, uh, do you think that the 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 NBA should rearrange the playoffs where when when the playoffs start, the realignment goes, and we go by the teams with the best records. They're the uh, number one seeds in the NBA. It doesn't matter whether you're in the East or the West. Do you think the NBA will ever consider something like that? No, I don't think so because, you know, it's been this way forever. And it's, you know, based on the, the, the division and, you know, the East-West. You know, I think that that, that that makes a lot of sense when you got a, you know, team that, you know, you can finish 10 games under 500 and still make the playoffs. Yeah, that, you know? that doesn't make sense to me. And then when you have teams that are eight games over 500 and don't make the playoffs. You know, right, and right. in the same league, the NBA, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. But, but George, you know, you you mentioned um, Kevin Durant. You know, and um, Kevin Durant is a is a very interesting uh, player because he's seven foot. He plays like he's he's six one. Um, he can do things with the basketball that we've never seen a seven footer be able to do. But he's suffering from from a foot injury. And when we hear foot injuries and seven footers, we start thinking about players that are past, like Sam Bowie and some other players that just never really recover from a foot injury. 
Do we do you see Kevin Durant um, having issues, or do we see him um, maybe coming back and being healthy, but not with the uh, Oklahoma Thunder? Well, I think he will remain with Oklahoma. I think Kevin is a very loyal guy. Um, small town city fits him. You know, he's not a rah rah guy. He just goes out and uh, you know give you the business. Uh, so. I just think uh, with that foot, I think they have to allow it time to heal completely. You know, that that small bone needs a, a lot of blood circulating. You have to stay off your foot. And they tried to rush him back, I think, a little too quick. And, um, you know, I sure hope that he's not plagued with, with, you know, just that injury bug that hits a lot of guys. But, you know, he plays with a lot of direction in his game. He you know, moves around a lot, so you never know. I just it would be it would be sad to see a guy so talented and you know, passion and love for the game to uh, you know have to just like a Brandon Roy. You know, he's so promising. Yes. And injuries just uh, you know he had to retire because of injuries. Yes. Yeah. You know, but I, when I think of Kevin Durant, I I, I look at him as being he could be the next Kobe Bryant. But we, he may never be, have the exposure that Kobe Bryant has because he's playing in Oklahoma. And if he did opt out and possibly go and play for the Lakers or opt out and possibly go and play in New York or, or maybe even Miami, some of the bigger markets in, in, in America, uh, I think. I think America would be happy. People in Oklahoma may not be happy, but I really think that America wants to see um, see, this, see this young man, Kevin Durant, possibly the greatest player in our league right now, um, last year's MVP. We want to see him um, maybe playing on a, on a stage like uh, New York or L.A. Well, you know what? You know, all it takes is winning, you know, like San Antonio. I mean, everybody knows who Kevin Durant is. It's no matter where, where, where you are right now, it's, the league gets so much exposure. Commissioners have done such a great job. You know, I just think um, once you win, you, you're on TV a lot. You know, the, the league is going to surround you to where the, the, the marketability is, is directed to the stars. So, you know, you look at San Antonio. San Antonio probably play on TV just as much as anyone. And they're, they're a really small market. You know, they draw a lot of fans because they play in a dome. But it's a very small market. And it's been, you know, a decade of just successful basketball played the right way. And, you know, they, I mean, Oklahoma City has, has a very talented team. Not not only Kevin Durant got hurt, you got Westbrook who missed games. You got Baca who missed a substantial amount of games. The big kid Adams missed games. So they was played with, you know, just, just a, a plethora of, of injuries in one season that you normally don't see that many of your key guys get injured on, on one team. So, you know, I just think, you know, they, they, they need a really good offseason off to where they work hard. Hopefully Kevin can get back because, as, you know, a fan of the game, I mean, that kid is special. I mean, that, 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 that's the modern-day George Gervin, a, a, a better athlete than George Gervin, but the same type of body, same type of scoring ability, some things we haven't seen, like you said, in, in, in years in this league. 
Right. right. Hey, um, George, we have Coach Gordon Roberts on, uh, on the line with us. Um, Gordon is the co-host. Coach, you got any, any questions for the, for the yeah. great, legendary George McLeod? Yeah, George. Uh, can we talk any about Anthony Davis? Is he one of those young stars that we're going to see the next five, ten years to be a dominant force in the league? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, 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 I mean, the jump he made this year, uh, the passion that he plays with, and, you know, the maturity that he has. I mean, to, to be a kid's supposed to be a junior in, in, in college. College, and he, yeah. And he's, and he's so mature. And um, his well-rounded game can do a lot of different things. See, people forget or people don't know that he played point guard in, in, in high school. You know, he, he played with the ball in his hand, so he's a very skilled player, a lot more skilled than than what we, you guys see. You know, we know it's, it's just like a guy like uh, Shaq. Shaq was a very skilled player, but when you, you know, get in the games and you have to play your role, you know, you take an element away from guys that, you know, the fan, the everyday fan don't know that the kid played point. You can see the touch. You can see the free throw shooting. You see most bigs, you know, they don't have the form at the free throw line as an Anthony Davis follow through, pitch a perfect jump shot. You can see all that now, and now you you say, man, his game is evolving. You know, he's just gotten stronger. He's worked at his game, and he's definitely, definitely one of the up and coming superstars in this league. And and that's wow. that's a that's a that's a term that's thrown around, I think, too much because. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference between star and superstar. There's only about, you know, 10 superstars in the NBA. And you got a lot of stars, but when you're saying superstars, you know, that's a, that's a heavy title. Yeah. Hey, George, um, um, we have maybe one of your fans. I know it's probably, I know it's a fan of yours. They call him from Daytona Beach. Melanie from Daytona Beach. What's happening, Melanie? You have a question for George McLeod? Yes, I do. Hello. How's everybody? We're all doing well. Um, all right. How are you, Mr. McLeod? I'm great. How are you? Great, sir. I had a question for you. How hard did you have to work? I mean, to go from being cut by your YMCA team to playing 12 years in the NBA. I mean, that sounds like a dream come true. How hard did you have to work to get that? Uh, it was very hard for, for me because, you know, I, I switched positions and I got cut from Team Florida and then I go, you know, go to Florida State, and a lot of the guys that I played on Team Florida with, who made the team, you know, I took that personal. And, and a couple guys came to Florida State, like Irvin Thomas, and I just was like, you know, I'm gonna kill guys that basically I got cut, and they kept these guys, and I always thought I was better than them anyway. It's just that you know, politics played a big role in sports, so, you know, oh. even more so now being on the other side in the front office management of an NBA team, mm-hmm. the politics that goes along with it is, um, it's, you know, I catch myself sometimes being a former player to now in management. And I'm like, man, hold up, hold up. You know, it's just like when you, let's just say you're talking about acquiring or trading a guy, a player and as a player, you know, you get traded, you have to be in that city in, in 72 hours. So if you have a family, 
you have to leave your kids, your wife, and you you're gone. I mean that that's a that's a tough situation for players to be in. That the fan, the normal fan, the regular fan, has no idea, you know, mentally what strain that put on guys, separating yourself from, you know, your kids. And I get caught up in that sometimes, and I'm like, we're making personnel decisions, and I'm like, yo, we got to move this person. We need this. We need that. And then the player side come out, and I go, man, you know, that guy gets traded. He has to leave his wife, his kids. So it's it's a tough divider there. But it's a business, Mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of these guys are starting to understand. It's it's more of a business, and I, I, I really appreciate guys taking it as a business as opposed to just a game. And that's when it comes to guys like KD, even though he loves the game so much, you know, you have to make that business decision that keeps you on the court for the next 10 years as opposed to getting out there this year, trying to continue a streak, trying to make the playoffs, and you got to do what's best for, for yourself. Yes, yes. That's very helpful for me because I'm a teacher here in Daytona Beach. And a lot of our young kids, that's all they see is the limelight. And they don't understand that there's a lot of mental work that goes behind the physical work. And so that's what we try to do. So I appreciate your response. The physical work is so, I mean, you put your body through trauma. Basketball, it's so much running. It's so much, you know, you have to stay in shape year round. Mm -hmm. You know, you see guys booing guys. And I, I, you know, I used to sit and I'd say, man, I wish some of those guys that's born us can try to go through a training camp where you mm-hmm. can't get out of the bed. You can't pick your, you can't just get out of a car. You can't just, you know, walk down the street comfortably. Everything on your body is, is, is sore. I mean, you're walking not. And wow. for people who've never, who've never had to push themselves, or, you know, because your job, when, when, it's, the league has changed so much, though, because, you know, when I came in the league, there was a lot of men, you mm-hmm. know, grown men. Today, you have the one and done. You have guys playing one year, and then they go to a team, and they're, they're, they're really good players, and then organizations put them as the face of the franchise. And there's so much pressure, so much responsibility until mentally, they're not they're not ready to to grab that that role. Mm-hmm. They're forced into that position, and uh, I just think it's just like anything. You know, you have to bring guys along, and you always need that veteran presence in the locker room. Guys who've been around, you know, ten or twelve years. It should be somebody on that bench of every NBA team who's played and had to go through. The, the being, you know, when I played, you had certain things you had to do no matter who you were. You're a rookie, you have to carry bags. You had to go get donuts, newspaper for guys. You, you was inducted. Now, you, you know, you got a number one pick who's a freshman. You know, he, he don't have to go and get donuts and newspapers, you know. Wow. He's treated like a, he's treated like a star. Yeah. Hey, well, Melanie, um, Thank you so much for calling the Sports Info UM um, show on Voice America. We got to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with more sports information.
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we have George McLeod, 12-year NBA veteran, Played with the Indiana Pacers, the Dallas Mavericks, L.A. Lakers, and um, George. Who else did you play with? Give me a. I, I'm not a Denver Nuggets. Me. I played my, my last Denver. four years with Denver. Oh, you had some of your best years with the Denver Nuggets. You know, um, yeah. George, you were actually known as a three-point specialist, and, um, and and I could say that from from the history of watching you play in the NBA and looking at your numbers, your statistics as an NBA player. You know. Um, you you came in a league not not too many years actually after the three pointer had been established in the NBA. Right. No, I think the, the three pointer came in in nineteen eighty five, and I think you you um, your first year was on nineteen eighty nine. Correct. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a very important shot, but you know you got a lot of guys that take a lot of threes, and I was always told. If you get a lot of threes, wide open threes, there's a reason why you open. Right. Uh, you know, mo- most of the time, most of the time, that means because you can't make them, and teams want you to shoot them. And I think right. you know the, the 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 great the great players, the great shooters. You know, guys stay close to you. They they know where you are at all times. So, you know, it it takes a crafty guy to be able to get off good shots. Because it's a low percentage shot anyway. So, you know, you have to get off good shots to even, you know, a 40% shooter is is a really great three-point shooter. Yeah. You know, right. So, you know, you you got guys like Kyle Korver who shot almost 50% and, you know, Curry, Steph, and um, Thompson 
Both are great shooters. There's quite a few really good shooters in the NBA. George, we got another call on the line, uh, Robbie from Brooksville. Robbie, you still with us? Yes, sir. Robbie, how's it going? We got Robbie from Brooksville. Robbie, we got George McLeod, NBA veteran, 12 years. He's on the show tonight going one-on-one with Sports Info UM. We're going in-depth with George. He's giving us a perspective from his playing days and his days in management right now with the Sacramento Kings. What's going on, Robbie? Same old thing, man. I've been listening. Uh, how you doing, Mr. McLeod? Nice to meet you, man. Likewise, man. Likewise. Yeah, I watched you, uh, I watched you play some ball, man, Florida State. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a old school basketball head, man. But uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know if y'all wanted to turn the page to football, man. But um, I, I, I can't help myself sometimes. George is a big time uh, football fan, FSU and NFL, and I know he's following Absolutely. this Jameis Winston situation very closely. Absolutely, yeah, right. number one pick. <laughs> well, I mean, there's been a whole bunch of talk about man, uh, the Bucks. Uh, Maybe trading the first pick, man. Um, I, um, I mean, I don't think so. You guys can tell me what you think, but um, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I don't think so. It had to be a pretty rich. Uh, it's a probably had to be pretty sweet, man, to trade that pick like that, man. Nah, they're not gonna trade that pick, man. When you get, when yeah, you I don't get think so either. I think between the end of the season, between the end of the season and and the draft. People have a propensity to to outsmart themselves. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know. I just don't think so. They have to entertain it's, it's everything. It's a good sign. Sure, it, 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 it's know. a good sign. It's a good sign for for Jameis when they uh, brought in Derrick Brooks. You know, Derrick yeah. is a mentor. Yes. You know, a guy who played at both Florida State and Tampa, and uh, you know, very positive role model, and I think he's going to uh, help Jameis out a lot. You know, Jameis has just made a lot of immature, dumb decisions. You know, I think the kid's going to grow up. I mean, he already has quarterback NFL. He already has great NFL quarterback instincts. I mean, Mm -hmm. I haven't seen a college quarterback that released the ball before the receiver gets out of his break a long time. Yeah, that's one of his big. Mean, he, he, he throws guys open. Yeah, he, he anticipates like 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 you know the greats, and and yeah. you know he's he's young, and he he has a drive and, and a and a passion for the game that all the great ones have. I mean, if you, yeah. if you take this over it's the basketball, lot, Russell Westbrook, a lot of number one picks that that didn't that didn't want to be the best. Man, this guy wants to be. The best. I mean, you can. Exactly. I mean, he, he, you can see it running off of him, man. He wants to be the one, you know. Yeah. Well, exactly. um, guys, I'm not so sure that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to get rid of that number one pick, but I'm not so sold a hundred percent that they're going to take Jameis Winston with the number one pick. Because we all know Jameis Winston has a propensity to do something real stupid at any yeah. time. And I'm and, yeah. and it's, it's quite a few more hours left between now and April 30th. Yeah. And he has a lot of time to, hey, 
He, he he may just yell out the window at somebody. He don't know. That might be the NFL commissioner's sister he's yeah. yelling at. And she nah, took this bitch. Nah, nah, no, I'm nah, just saying. Nah, I'm nah, saying nah, George, so you know, it's like he, this. Nah, we were talking nah, about this. Definitely not. We know we he has a professor to do some stupid day, man. things, no, man. <laughs> the guy is here. Let's say uh, someone told me uh, a long time ago, the definition of reality is what's happening now. And we just don't know what's happening in that kid's head, man. We really don't. That's, so, that's I'm, true. That's true. But listen, listen. Let me just just put things in perspective, man. You guys, you guys have been teenagers yourself. I mean, so you can identify with this. Yeah. Think about think about fourteen, fifteen years old. Think about the stuff you did. Think about the stuff that you got away with. Sixteen and seventeen, you got a little bolder. You did more stupid stuff. You know what I mean? And I mean, from eighteen to twenty is like I mean, that's pretty much where he is now. I mean, he's still a kid, you know. But after saying all of that right there, look at yourself now. I mean, you matured. You're a grown man with a family, and and and, and I'm just saying, look at yourselves now, you know. Same but don't we have to know that mature. Florida, that Tampa Bay has thing. to be saying to themselves, "Hey, if we put twelve million dollars in this young man's hand." He already yeah. done stupid things when he was broke. Yeah. And we give him yeah. twelve million. Come on, man. That man, he might yeah. just wake up one morning and say I'm driving to Mexico. You know? Come yeah. on. No, no. Yeah, go ahead, George. That kid, go ahead. that kid is a very smart, intelligent kid. People people don't realize he got accepted in the Stanford. He yeah. just he just made some immature decisions and choices. But that, that he's a very bright kid. So I don't think that was, always that was out, a, man. I'm going to share something People, with you, George. You know, and, and yeah, this, is, yeah. this is true. The brightest of the brightest, they have what we call an IEP in the state of Florida. But that's the same thing that we write for the kids that are really the lowest of the low. Because they're almost in the same category. Some are so smart that they really can't think on a normal range, and some are so low that they can't think on a normal range. I think James. No, but you know, but, but you know what James though, man. James' problem is he wanted to fit in with everybody. I, he didn't want to be looked at as the superstar because he was just one of the guys. I, I, now, I don't he, doubt that. You, you can't be just one of the guys. I, but you well, know yeah, what? When, when, when I not play with players like Jim Kelly, no. Vinny Testaverde, and 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 um and and Bernie Kosar, these guys cannot be followers. These kind of players can they they stand alone, man. Um, yeah. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, they stand alone. They don't they can't co they they can co mingle with everybody, but even when they're with everyone, they stand alone. They stand apart, man. As a matter of fact, we they even try to find guys to stand around them so they won't stand apart. But Jameis Winston has gotta find a way to, to, to stand stand apart and be the star that that Tampa Bay is so eager to have and so desperately they need. But Daryl, hey, hey, let me tell you this, man. A really good friend of mine was flamboyant. He never got in trouble, but he was one way on the football field, and that's Deion Primetime Sanders. Mm -hmm. If you meet Prime, if you meet Prime off the football field, he's nothing like that. He's quiet. He's reserved. He's not out. He's not even really an outgoing dude. He's to himself. But on the field, then he becomes Primetime. Becomes something else. James. Yeah. He becomes something totally else. 
Jameis is just a kid that got caught up in wanting to be no bigger than anyone else, and it got him in trouble. You know, like you said, you have to be a standalone. You have to be different when you when you have you have had that much success and that much attention to yourself. I mean, he's been like that his whole life. He's been like, yeah. you know, you're going to the NBA. You're an NBA. You're just going to college here for a few years, but you're destined for the NBA. That's a, that's a lot of pressure, and that kid took it on. But one thing you have to admit, sadly, when he played, he was able to block everything. There's few quarterbacks yeah. that could have done what that kid, what he was going through. I mean, you seen you guys. I remember when Kobe and was keep going it through his ordeal. And keep it together the way he did. Yeah, and keep it together. When Kobe was going through his ordeal, and I knew Kid Kobe. We called Kobe Kid Kobe. Struggle. He was a, a rookie. Kobe, Kobe lost all kind of weight mentally. It it just drained him, and he wasn't the same dude. It affected him in a way. With Jameis, he's going through something, the same thing that Kobe went through, yeah. and probably on a bigger scale because Jameis was probably more well-known than Kobe at the time. Yes. You're talking about the Heisman Trophy, and that kid kept it together. I mean, really played better when and all that stuff was going on. people looked at him like a monster because he played through that without losing, without losing at all. I mean, it was like, uh, well, I mean, it, it really people, people looked at him a different way because it's like, you know, none is this. None of this is affecting him. I mean, how much effect is any of this having on him? He's not missing uh-huh. a beat. I mean, they had some tough games, but they pulled them all out, man. I mean, they lost to Oregon, but uh, I, I mean, we that game turnovers. That? I mean, we was in that game. We was driving, and we got three turnovers back to back to back. Yeah, that, that yeah. wasn't him. <laughs> it's the little running back home with the ball twice, and the receiver got a strip. Yeah. Other than that, uh, we was driving on that game. We we was we had just probably more yards than Oregon that game. We just had turnovers. Yeah. Hey, um, I mean, and, and, and Coach Roberts, you can tell that George McLeod is a true FSU home. <laughs> There's no question about this. He is a oh my goodness, man. And, 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 uh, in the last few years, George, you really put it on me with that FSU Miami game too. Well, let's th- we're not even going there tonight. But you, you, oh, that's right, that's right. right. Let's not, not go there. Right. Yeah, you you've put that on us a couple times. But um, you know, and guys, before we get off this Jameis Winston thing, and I would I would agree with both of you that Jameis Winston, his problems have not been on the field. As a matter of fact, the field has been more like a safe haven for him, a, yeah. a place where he can release. His problems yeah. has been off the field. And I'm telling you now, when, you, when, when this young man gets enough money to go and drop, a, drop the whole payment on a Maserati, and he rolls out of there in a Maserati. It's almost like he's going to be rolling out of there with one of those. You know how when a nightclub open, they have those beam lights that yeah. be strolling around the building saying, come on in, come on in from miles and miles away. That's yeah. how his life is going to be. And I mean, he'll, it's going to be, it's going to be quicksand trap set for this man. man. Yeah, but, and he's yeah, going to yeah, have to know, afford him, George. No, you know, he's going to have some veterans in that locker room. That's yeah. gonna grab him and, and tell him how to how to do it. You're gonna have somebody gonna take him under his wing, and that's what the kid need more than anything else. You know, he needs guidance. he needs to be guided. Yeah. guidance, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he does. 
He does, but you know, um, what's that town they got over there in Tampa? They call it Ebor City. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just telling you. You know, these are the things that these are the traps. And the, I and thought the, the same and, thing and, about and, Cam Newton. I swear to goodness, man. I'll I be mean, with all this right here comes. I thought the same thing about Cam Newton. I mean, these players just spend some money, you know. I mean, they got to spend some money. I ain't got no problem with that. You know, my my yeah. problem is is getting your money taken from you, and he's already yeah. going to be suffering from that. You know, this man comes into the league yeah, having a girl, deal girl with after a lawsuit. Before he get his hands on it all. Yeah, before he gets hey, hey, money. But, but listen, but listen, man. It, it's a lot of things. That happened with that case that I know personally that is not out. You know, that, sure. that young I'm lady, sure. that young lady, even after that, those allegations were still calling James, trying to hook up with him. There's a lot of things that's going to come out about that. that that's, just, that's just a money thing. That's you all know, that is, know, I, I believe it. I believe it. The timing, the timing of it all is just just stuck to me, you know. But, guys, we all know that it is all about money. And this yeah. is just the beginning of him getting money. What's, you know, I mean, if, if he's going to be dealing with a situation like this already, man, it's, it's going to be a lot of peaks and valleys this man is going to have to brace himself for. And, George, I truly hope that he takes the advice of someone like a Derrick Brooks because we've heard stories that, you know, Bo Jackson is from this young man's same hometown. And he tried to talk to him. Wow, I didn't know Bo that. Jackson, and Bo Jackson says, hey, I could tell when a man is ignoring me, basically saying Jameis Winston was ignoring him when he was trying to tell him some of the loopholes and, you know, some of the do's and don'ts of what's, what's about to happen to him. A man that won the Heisman Trophy, um, was a, a, could have, he should have been a first-round pick in the NFL. But uh, I'm just saying, he, if he's not going to listen to Bo Jackson, you got to, hey, it's, who is he going to listen to? And I hope he does listen I, to hey, But, but I, I've, seen, I've seen similar things with Nick Van Exel when he was drafted. Mm-hmm. Skipping workouts, doing things, and Nick got on the team. Some veterans got him. They 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 put their arms around him, and he ended up playing, you know, twelve, thirteen years in the league. Yeah, yeah he reeled all of that in. Yeah, as he got older, he reeled all of that in. And was a tremendous player. But we know that Jameis Winston being the first pick in the draft. A lot of expectations are going to be put on this young man. A, a lot, lot of a pressure lot. is going to be put on him if he is the first player selected. Because that's still that's still uh, out right now, whether he's going to be the first player selected. But if he is, it's going to be a lot of pressure put on him. And I'm talking about this. I'm talking about the, 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 the John Elway kind of pressure. You know, when you're, when you're at that top in that position, you know, he's going to be looked upon like, like they look at Andrew Luck. Or he's going to be scrutinized the same way Robert Griffin III, or I just call him Robert, was scrutinized in the last couple of years with the Redskins. No, so, hey. no, no. Robert, Robert brought a lot of that up on his. You know yourself, Darrell, as, as a ex-athlete. When you, I mean, ooh, Robert brought a lot of that on himself. He brought, he brought 95% of that on himself. He alienated his teammates yes. and, and got your teammates against you. you I don't ever see James going anything no, I don't ever see James doing anything like that. Hey, Robert, quickly, we got to take another quickly. quick commercial break. Guys, what break. Do you think happened with Adrian Peterson? 
uh, Adrian, Adrian Peterson is going to make more money and he will be with the Vikings next year. That's just my uh, humble opinion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, Robert, we got to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more sports information and George McLeod, ladies and gentlemen. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. We got George McLeod on the line. George's been talking about the Jameis Winston situation. He's talked about the NBA. Um, George, you know, I want to ask you a question. You know, we have the players in the NBA really seem to be in control. I mean, and we have players like LaShawn McCoy. He gets cut from the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and it, it was just – Unbelievable. A lot of people couldn't believe that he was cut. But now you have players like um, Carmelo Anthony and, and LeBron James. Uh, these, these guys basically control their destiny. They go and play where they want to play. Um, they switch teams and, and stay because of more money or they leave because of more money. Uh, how does this actually work in the NBA? Well, the biggest thing is that contracts are guaranteed. I mean, in football, in football, they're not. If football contracts are guaranteed, they would have just as much leverage as, as you know, NBA players. And I think that, that that's a huge um, factor with guys. When you know, you know, money is guaranteed no matter what, what you do. You can force trades. I mean, you can't really, unless, unless it's during the draft as a football player, you can't really force a trade. I mean, they they right. cut you yeah. and then and then, and then you know another team pick you up and and, and, and it's so much it's so much where, where they play with guys mentally because you know if I'm if I'm on an NFL team 
and they want to just decide to, you know, you know, save some money on the salary cap and they waive you, you got a tough decision to make because nine times out of ten, they, they really want you back. But they bring you back for less money. But you got a home in that state, in that city. You, you establish your kids in school. Yeah, your kids are going to school. So you, you mean you, 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 most of the guys are going to make a decision based on their kids. They want their kids to be happy. They don't want to change them. But then you, the selfish part of you, like, you know, screw that team. You know, that team didn't care about me. You know, they, they didn't do what was best for me. And that's a tough decision that you see a lot. Look at Wilford. I mean, a kid right here played, played at UM for New England to get rid of Wilford. That's a tough that's tough, yeah, man. That is tough. Hey. After all the loyalty he's given to that team, because he probably could have left two contracts and left. for more money. Oh, absolutely. For more yeah. money, a warmer city. I mean, yeah, a lot of, of things coming to play around. <laughs> and, yeah. then you, and then you, you, you get rid of him. It's something and not fair productive. about that, man. Not right. You know, in football, when they say guys like, Daryl Revis is, is man, get your money because that that game that's a that's a tough hustle and it's no loyalty. I mean, if even in the NBA, man, Jason Kidd, really good friend of mine, played with Jay for six years, got cut. Found out he was cut through the drive-through window at Taco Bell <laughs> after meeting with management, saying yeah. that. You know, the direction of the team, he was long-term, long-term, you know, he was, he was the, the, the focal point of the team. Told him all this in a meeting five minutes later, and we're talking about a perennial all-star. We're not talking about, you know, you're talking about a, a guy that was in his, like, his eighth year when he was at, this is when he got traded from Phoenix for Stephon Marbury. When he went to New Jersey and took New Jersey to two NBA finals, yeah, that's that's the type of stuff that happens on an NBA, NFL, you know, baseball. That's what happens to athletes, and then you wonder why. You know, I don't think any any athlete is selfish. I mean, I, I really don't because we know there's no loyalty from the from the top. Right. And with no loyalty from the top, how can, as a player, you have to think about yourself? That's not being selfish. No. I mean, it's, and it's, I, it's like with Adrian over. Peterson. I think Adrian Peterson was done terrible by the, the Vikings. Oh, That's absolutely. I, I mean, we, 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 we're all above 40. To me, that was just, I, I talked to my, my wife, who's a few years younger than me. I'm like, I was a normal butt whooping in my family. <laughs> And uh, yeah, you know that was just routine. <laughs> that, that, that was. That was yeah. Yeah. Hey, now I mean, George, you know we we only got a few more minutes left, but uh, I really want to get into this NBA playoff picture with you. You know, um, out of nowhere, the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks came, and they are the number one seed in the East. It's it's to me, it's unbelievable to think that the Hawks, the the, the Falcons, the, the Hawks. I mean, have come from always basically the eighth or seventh seed. This team is the number one seed with not even really really any superstars on this team. And I'm just no, so no, not so see, sure. What I, what I said earlier, they kept those guys together for a few years. 
Yeah, they have. They they yeah. know one another's strengths and weaknesses. So it's it's a it's a that's the situation. You know, and, 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 and think about teamwork. Thank, thank you. Sorry, I thought. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so, I, I, um, I'm. I, I can see Atlanta getting the past the, the first round, but I'm not. I'm not so sure how how deep they're going to go. I don't see them being um, the NBA uh, Eastern Conference champions. They can. However, they can come out of the East. They can come out of the East because it's all about. It's all about who's hot. Anybody can get an ankle injury. So yeah, it's, a lot, it's a lot of luck that plays into even winning a championship. Yeah, you, you got to have a lot of. I mean, that's that's in any sport. You you got to be healthy. You, you know, those guys understand their roles. You look at it's not a coincidence that in every sport, all of the good teams, especially the NBA, look at Golden State Warriors. They're the number one assist team in the NBA. They're the best team. But it's the reason why they're the best, because San Antonio won, what, 14 out of 15 games, and they're, they're fifth in the West. But it's the reason they, they're second or third in assists in the, in the NBA. And it's yeah. the reason why the bad teams are bad. You know, you, you have to make turn a good shot into a great shot, and both of those teams do that. They'll they'll pass up a good shot for a great shot, and the law averages on percentages. You got a better chance of making a wide open shot, especially when the ball is coming to you in rhythm. You know, you, you you're lacing it up, and that's why Golden State. That's why. That's why San Antonio. That's why Atlanta. You know, you see even Cleveland. You, you, Cleveland is playing the right way. Cleveland has play are playing the right way, but I know a, a a series that's really intriguing to me is intriguing to me is um, Toronto Raptors and and the, um, the Washington Wizards. You know, I'm a big fan of this kid John Wall and and Nene. I, I like the Washington Wizards, but when you look at the, the the Raptors, this is a team that I think all the starters on that team took over a hundred three pointers. Uh, Attempted over a hundred three pointers this year. This team really lives and dies by that three point shot. Well, you got another situation where you got a team like Washington, who's been together for a number of years now. Yes, Bradley Beal. When it shows up, Bradley Beal, John Wall, Nene, all those guys, Gortat, they've yep. been together for. It's just like you look at the Indiana team back in the day when they had Reggie and when they went to the finals, those guys, they didn't really need a coach. You yeah. know, they had played together for six or six. You think San Antonio need, needs a coach right now? <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they need a coach, but those guys understand everybody's strengths and weaknesses. They're going to make, they're going to pass to the open guy. They're going to dribble and, and, and kick out. They, they understand each and everybody's strengths and weaknesses, and they help and play as a team. I mean, they put a clinic on the Heat last year. I mean, that, yeah. that was basketball at its best. Yes, it was. and they weren't the, they weren't the most talented team. No, Heat yeah. was clearly more talented. They truly played team basketball, though. I mean, they they passed <laughs> the ball. It wasn't too many times down the court when uh, San Antonio had the ball that every player on the team didn't touch the ball. You know exactly. 
Yeah. And, but but see, know, that's what you have in Atlanta this year. You have okay. that same. You, you look at Atlanta, the first game where they had 27 assists. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody, nobody cares about who gets their name in the paper. Nobody cares about who lead them in scoring. When, 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 you, when that's not a deciding factor on, in any team or any sport, that's the number one key to success. When winning is the common denominator and the most important, that's when you win. You know, George, we got three minutes till we close, man. And I really want to talk about this Chicago uh, Bulls team. You know, Derrick Rose, uh, he suffered another knee injury this year. He's he's come back from this knee injury. He, you know, you can't say he is a Derrick Rose of old, but it's just so good to see him uh, being a part of this NBA playoff this year. Another phenomenal talent, man. Yeah. Him and... He he and Russell Westbrook, the athleticism at that one position, that's something that, that hadn't been seen in this league, the, the, those two guys. The quickness, the jumping ability, the court vision. I mean, Derek has, has bounced back, and he looked like the Derek of old last game. Yeah, he, I mean, he really did. He was there. He wasn't, wasn't thinking about, you know, any injury. Is that not, you know, as a player, that's when you usually get hurt when you play not to get hurt. Right. And um, he had some, he had that old swag about himself. And if he's healthy, I mean, he has help this year. So the best thing, he doesn't have to try to do it all by himself like he has in previous years. Now yeah. you got Gasol, who's going to play, he didn't play great the first game, but he'll play better. Butler's, you know, becoming a, a star in this league. I see that. That's where I say superstar and star. See, Derrick right. Rose is a superstar. Right. Butler is becoming a star. Yeah. So you know, Chicago. You know, you go. They're going to play defense. You know, they're yeah. going to give the effort. So that's the team right there that can also come out of out of the East. You know, George, the Cleveland Cavaliers did come back with a big three this year. You know, Kyrie Irving, he was there. But when you bring in Kevin Love and LeBron James. You have a big three, and can you can you see this team um, playing in the finals championship? Absolutely, you, you know, but but it's because the other additions they made yeah. as well. Moscow yeah. bringing in a center who can block shots, and you know it's it, you know relieve pressure from from having to stop a guy every play on the perimeter because you have that rim protector. Having a defender on the wing like Shepard, who can lock down guys on the perimeter, a guy like Jr. who's played in a lot of games, who can make big shots. They, they yeah. just made some key additions that that can prevail them to win a championship. I mean, you think right. about this league. This is the, the whole NBA, the entire NBA. Cleveland made the more significant changes for the better than any team in the NBA with the additions I would, I would they made. I definitely agree with you. Hey, um, George, before we go, man, we got a little bit of time left. Um, who will be the MVP this year? Uh, could it be Kevin Durant? Um, is it LeBron James? Or are we talking about the bearded one out there in the Houston Rockets? I think the MVP this year is going to be Steph Curry. And Steph I Curry. Because yeah, and the MVP now 
is not the same as when I played. When I played, the MVP was the best player in the league that year. The MVP has taken on a new life as the best player on the best team. When Steve Nash won the MVP, and Stevie is a, a dear friend of mine, I played with Stevie for five years as well, he wasn't the best player in the NBA. He was the best player on the best team. And that kind of changed it. So now I don't think Step is the best player in the NBA. He's the best player on the best team. So I and think it, because of that, the way the NBA is going now, you, he's going to get that nod because they have the best record. You know, you won, lost two games at home. James Harden is clearly, this year, has been the best player in the, in the league. He's done far more with less than anybody. But Dwight being hurt, I mean, he carried that team, put up numbers, you know, second leading score in the league, probably top six or seven in assists. His defense got better. So, I mean, I clearly think he deserved the MVP, but I think Steph will win it because he, he played on the best team. Hey, George, thank you so much, man, for coming on the Sports Info UM show and Voice America Radio. I really appreciate it. You're taking our show to another level, George. Thanks again, man. We can't wait to have you Always, on the show man. again. Appreciate it. You want to give a shout-out to anybody before we go? Go Nose. <laughs> hey, thanks, George. We appreciate it. And thanks for being a part of the Sports right. Info UM show. All right. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.